He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. But now we know. Yeah, thinking, <laughs> thinking, I can land this. You, you, you can't land it. You didn't land it. You literally landed your nutsack. Your your bag was straddling a fence post at the end of it. I mean, it ended as as bad as it could. I'm, I'm. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. You, you you didn't you didn't land that one. I am Drew Burke. This is my show. That did not look fun. We do not encourage. We need to get like the WWE like <laughs> disclaimer. Please do not try this at home. We're not encouraging anyone tries that. I'm sure that guy won't either. He also uh, this just in will not be having children <laughs> at any time. Um, probably shouldn't if you're making that bad of decisions. In the first Come on, year. kids, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be fine. Is he auditioning for the new bout of a jackass, maybe? Possibly. Yeah, possibly. That's Maybe it was sent to Johnny yeah. Knoxville. We, we don't know. We can't confirm. This is a news show, folks. we got to move on from this. Um, so big announcement, though. Speaking of news, starting not next week, but the following week, that would be the week of July 17th, this is my show, which is where you are right now. This is it. This is what we do. will be three hours long. What? What you say? I say, wasn't on that memo. Say, say that one more time. This is my show. We'll be three hours long. It will start at 3 p.m. Eastern and run till 6 where it does now. We're just starting an hour earlier. Going to add in a whole lot more fun to all of that. Some people are going to be like, it's too much. And we're kind of like, yeah, it might be. But we're going to do it anyways. Uh, so that starts the week of July 17th. So you're going to have another Tom and Disco here for those extra hour or, or no yeah what? yeah yeah yeah. no no you guys will be here oh. um and we'll be we'll have to up our our crazy clips <laughs> and and other stuff that we do i don't know what the hell we're going to talk about for three hours but we'll figure it out that's happening it's going to be on all of my socials it's going to be on rvm network where you're probably watching right now so that's july 17th 3 p.m eastern till 6 p.m eastern coin clubs will still happen they will be friday they'll be known as kind of the 13th hour since we'll have 12 during the week you get that extra one then and then booze and banter will be coming back in the near future as well. But coming up on today's show, let's talk about today. That's that's over a week away. You got Biden who thinks he's restored the rule of law. We'll laugh about it. We'll talk about it. You've got Trump's case that could get dismissed. I'll tell you why. We'll discuss all of that. Bill Clinton and Alex, uh, Alex Soros met with the Pope. You've got some Trudeau news up north who wants more people addicted to drugs. And you've got douche nozzle Lynn Wood, who's quitting before being disbarred and a whole lot else on the show today. But real, real quick, guys, before we get into the show, please, 
please pay attention to what's happening with the digital dollar and Biden's plans here in America. Because the Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow started last week, July 1st, and it may catch a lot of people off guard. I would say it's going to catch a lot of people off guard, and your hard-earned assets are at significant risk. There is, fortunately, a way to legally opt out of the <coughs> digital dollar just in time. You can do it with a straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. All you got to do is contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. You can learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. Just dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. That's right. Call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take immediately to get your IRA or 401k transferred over into precious metals, all without any tax consequences. So don't go, don't go along with this digital dollar, folks. Don't fall into this trap. Don't let Biden force you into using this new digital dollar. Call 833, the number 2 USA Gold, 833-287-2465. Okay, let's get into all of this, because you've got Biden, who's overconfident. I, I, for the love of me, I don't know why. And then you've got his, his spokesperson, the least talented camera personality in America, KJP, who wants all citizens to feel safe and believe that Dementia Daddy, the vegetable in chief himself, has restored the rule of law to the country. Here's what the here's what she said. Take a listen. You know, the president uh, uh, is proud to have restored the rule of law uh, in his administration. And I can tell you here and I can tell you now that he will not exploit uh, his uh, uh, his office with conventions at the White House like it was done in the last administration. He will not do that uh, in his uh, on the South Lawn in his administration. I can uh, uh, I can assure you that will not happen. Does that include people being topless on the South Lawn? Yeah, well, apparently, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. that's that's Just, acceptable. Yeah. And leaving Coke in the White House, leaving Coke in the White House, decency has been brought back to the White House. Yes, folks. it sure has. Stealing <laughs> luggage, the rule of law. <laughs> I mean, guys, seriously, Biden restoring law and orders like Chris Christie restoring self control over his diet. It's not true. It's not happening. The diversity dummy is so brainless that she makes that statement days after, as you just pointed out, guys. Cocaine was found in the White House. This administration. <laughs> is an unmitigated disaster and yet they have the gall to stand up there and be like we got you america the we're looking out for you we're the unmitigated gall um we, we're, we're looking out for you we're above we're, we're above reproach we're doing everything by the book you're, you're you don't even you've not read the book you're doing everything against the book you're you're, you're breaking law after law but they're so brainwashed, not just this administration, the people who follow them, Democrats writ large, they're so brainwashed by their hatred of Trump that they're willing to believe any lie to prove they weren't wrong in voting for Biden. And man, there's so many reasons out there to indicate, demonstrate, whatever, why it was a bad decision. Look at all of his policies. Look at where we are as a country. Democrats and Republicans who voted for Biden are living this Mark Twain quote, it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled, right? I mean, that's kind of where we are. That's exactly where we are. People, the hatred for Trump is so overwhelming. I've had family members that 
during the lead up to the 2020 election, I say you do realize if you vote for Biden, we're going to go down the road to communism. And I was met with, I would rather be a communist than vote for Trump. Hmm. Right. And, and they believe that to their core. Yes. Like, I mean, that is they think that they are the, the, the on the right side of history here, that they're making the just and correct decision. And it's just it's it couldn't be further from the truth. Again, I'll be the first to tell you here. You don't have to like Trump. I don't care if you do. You sh I think you should recognize all the amazing things that he did. But voting for someone because they are not Trump is such a foolhardy measure. I mean, it's just so dumb. But that's sadly where a huge portion of our population is. That's that's why we got where we are now. There's a lot of other reasons we got there, too. Sure. But but that's where it is. But this whole claim that KJP makes that the Biden regime has restored the rule of law. I mean, that's true if your ideal world is where all laws come from the executive branch and that the president has unrestricted powers like the Democrats love. If that's what you're talking about, then yes, absolutely. Biden has succeeded. But I mean, think about this. They're, they're saying the rule of law has, has returned. We're, we're living in this broken country a banana republic that's, la I mean, it's we're literally the laughing stock on the global scale. Other world leaders are looking at us. They're taking advantage of us. They're looking at us. They're laughing at us. They're doing all of those things. And, and, and you've got this administration saying this as Biden has weaponized the DOJ to go after Trump. He personally signed off on the Jack Smith investigation that's going on. We're going to talk about the investigation and whether uh, charges could be dismissed in just a little bit here on the show, but you've got that. You've got Merrick Garland, who asked for a letter from the National Education Association complaining about school board meetings so he could unleash the FBI and concerned parents who just didn't want their kids learning about inappropriate stuff in the classroom. You've got Biden, who unsuccessfully tried to weaponize OSHA to force vaccines, make them mandatory for workplaces. He's weaponized the IRS, over 80,000 armed agent, arms agents, excuse me, to go after the middle class. And by the way, remember when it comes to the IRS thing that McCarthy and a whole bunch of other rhinos went along with that plan. So that one's not just Biden. That's just the uniparty writ large. Then you've got the DOJ who pushed for the Ministry of Truth. Remember Nina Jankowitz? Oh, God. She loved her show tunes. She loved her show tunes. She loved to sing about how she was going to control you. Democrats loved the idea. They were real excited about it. Fortunately, there was a ton, a ton of pushback, and it went nowhere. But that doesn't mean it's gone, folks. Again, Democrats, they take something, they try it. If it doesn't stick, they rename it, they rebrand it, they wait, they wait, they wait, and then they, they push it out and see if it will, will work the next time. So don't think that the Ministry of Truth concept is going anywhere. But these guys have always worked under the guise of, we're just not going to tell the Americans the truth, because Democrats believe a couple things. They believe a lot of things. But in particular, one, that Americans are too stupid to understand anything, and two, the Democrat leaders are better than the average American, and that they know what's best for all of us. Don't worry, guys. We got you covered. You're idiots, but we'll take care of you. And when we say take care of you, we mean take complete and total advantage of you and complete and total control over you and your livelihood and how you do things. And your money. And your money. Yeah. You, you have to give us all your money and we will change the weather.
<laughs> and we'll provide oh my gosh i was just looking at the latest from the economic forum they have decided you, you know uh oh i said you know mm, sorry we're still in the one dollar range we're so still, this is the last day yeah. of the one dollar range so but i'll put one in the world economic forum is very is famous for saying by 2030 you will own nothing and like it right they have just come out with and get this, because they've got plans for how we're all going to live, how we're all going to eat, how we're going to get in our information. And now they have decided on how and what clothes we are going to get. I saw that everyone will be wearing essentially uniforms by 2030. They're <laughs> this is a brave new world. Did you read that book in high school? <clears throat> I, no, I played football. Um, <laughs> but the, but I mean, the, I, I read that. I, I don't know if it's the same article. I read a similar article today about that that we'll all be wearing uniforms no i won't unless i'm being <laughs> paid to wear it and we're competing against someone which sounds fun like let's compete let's do it i'm not doing it it's not going to happen not going to happen but we could go on and on and on about this the fact that the biden administration the kjp that joe or cam cam or anyone up there thinks that they have returned america to greatness that they have restored the rule of law in this country reminder Cam Cam was helping push, you know, people to uh, donate to a cause to bail out violent protesters and rioters. They're not exactly on the side of the rule of law. There's no, there's no law and order there whatsoever, unless they can use said law and order to go after their political opponents, which is what we're seeing every day in this country right now. It's ridiculous. But let's get to question of the day and move on. This one's going to be tough, guys. It's not going to be easy. I'm, I'm putting you in a situation that you don't want to be in. Would you rather be trapped in a room full of snakes or a room full of mosquitoes? I will say it again. Would you rather be trapped in a room full of snakes or a room that is just chock full of mosquitoes? I'm talking you like can't see through the cloud of mosquitoes. Send your responses in. We will tell you our answers, too. We'll also get into this Trump deal and whether or not it could get dismissed. The case against Trump for allegedly mishandling classified information could be dismissed over DOJ misconduct. That's all coming up. Stick around. interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833 833- 287-2465. Act swiftly. 
right, welcome back. Question of the day, which reminder was, would you rather be trapped in a room full of snakes or a room full of mosquitoes? Barb said, what kind of snakes? And then decided she's going to answer it and says, gardener snakes. Uh, and <laughs> she's going to choose that. She... Uh, um... The destructor has been chosen. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so uh, we didn't clarify. I hate all snakes. I think all of them should be killed on site, poisonous or unpoisonous. <laughs> so um, I didn't clarify, but you can, I'll let you pick. I'll let you pick. Barb's picking. She's picking gardeners. Um, could be a racer. Could be a moccasin. Could be a rattle. Texas oh. Panhandle says skaters. Skaters. Um, feather catcher. I like snakes. You didn't specify what kind. So king snakes and garden snakes. Yeah, that's fine. Again, they don't have to be like mosquitoes aren't going to kill you either. It doesn't have to be snakes that are going to kill you. I mean, they could. But... Uh, unless the mosquitoes are the Bill Gates genetically modified ones <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that he released in Monroe County. Yeah. Then 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 you're in a, a different <laughs> a different situation. Ginger's going snakes. The Salty Clinter on YouTube has, uh, says snakes and also asked, has the swear jar been counted yet? The swear jar was counted. So we we had a winner last uh, the, on the, I believe it was the 30th. Uh, and it was Paul L. who won, won $204. There's a, a good variety of yeah. passwords in there. It was mostly shit, but some some fucks and some others yeah. that, that got. We, no one ever said the C word. No one ever said the C word. I'm not a big fan of the C yeah, word. That's uh, why it was a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. So now we're doing. Now we're doing. Anytime someone on the crew here, myself uh, or someone over there, says you know, as kind of filler with the sentence, you a dollar goes in for the first week. Five dollars the second week if you do that. Ten dollars the third week of July, and fifteen dollars per occasion. <laughs> the fourth week, and then we will draw at the end of the month. There's already a, a, a hundred base in there and then however many we've put in since. So that's, that's how we're going to be doing that. But let's keep, let's keep going. What's your answer, Tom? It, this is a tough one because I have been, well, it wasn't a room. I was on a shoot for Animal Planet about 10 years, 15 years ago now. And we were down in Chennai, India at a venom clinic. And the way they had this venom clinic set up was outside, but it was like in a pool. And they had all these different kind of breeds of snakes in these clay pots. And so I was down there filming with my sound guy, <coughs> excuse me, and they were, they were milking cobras. And they were bringing cobras up and kind of the arulas or the, the snake people in, uh, in Chennai, India that ran, ran this clinic. And... They're flinging around these cobras, and I kind of stepped back because it, it's weird having a cobra being flung in your direction. <coughs> so as I stepped back, I bumped into my sound guy, who in turn fell backward, and he knocked over two pots filled with cobras that were released into this area that we we're filming. Wow. And so like I said, it was like a, a like we were in a, an empty pool. So I threw the camera up on the side, and I'm trying to climb up, and these snakes are going everywhere. The Arula people are laughing and just grabbing them because they have a little problem with alcohol, and I think they've been <laughs> drinking. And they're trying to put the snakes back in the pots, and both my sound gun and I are trying to climb up. I finally got up, grabbed his arm, and pulled him up, and the snakes were everywhere. But I'm telling you, when you're in the midst of... <coughs> it, it was only like... 20 to 30 cobras that had been released, but that's still a lot. That's a lot. One is, <laughs> one is too many. It's more than one. <laughs> so I would go with mosquitoes. Okay. Even though I did survive that situation. You did. And I'm not going to survive now unless I have water. <laughs> I was say, once you get a sip of water, 
Uh, what are you going with? I'm going snakes. I cannot stand mosquito bites. I go through a period of time where I, I'm outside, I never get bit. And then there's, right now, I'm going to where every time I'm outside, once the sun goes down, I'm getting bit, and it just drives me crazy. Yeah. Snakes, I at first, I'll probably be shocked, but calm down. Don't get by them. We're just we're we're okay. <laughs> Everything's gonna be fine. That's yeah, I, yeah. And I feel like at the at the end of the day, like mos- there's so many mosquitoes. They bite. You can't always see them when they're biting. Like they're you're getting this one. Someone's nipping you down there. Ah, oh, man, I hate. I don't think there's anything I hate more than snakes, though. I don't know, but I think I'm gonna go snakes as well because I feel like I'm violent enough that I can fight the snakes. Step on them, smash them against. The, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what I would do, but if I couldn't avoid them, I at least would fight them. Mosquitoes, you're just like swinging at air. Yeah. People are watching you, thinking you're crazy. Like, what's what's you're doing over? Is it black sheep? Was like bees, yeah. killer bees, run! <laughs> Brian Regan had a great bit on that too. Um, that's my answer. Most people are going snakes. Texas Panhandle switched from Skeeters to Snakes. D. Donner says male Skeeters would be okay. They don't bite. Yeah, they're big. They don't bite. My kids are terrified. Them. They like they don't bite. They don't do anything. They look like a flying daddy long legs. Yeah. Near. Um, okay, tough question. You guys can keep that conversation going. It was, would you rather be trapped in a room full of snakes or a room full of mosquitoes? Also, if you wouldn't mind, hit that like button. Make sure you're subscribed on whichever platform you're watching on. We'd love it if you were subscribed on others, too. If you're on Rumble, it's the plus sign or the boxing glove app, uh, a boxing glove sign, excuse me, if you're on the app. Please hit that, and let's continue on the show here. So there's some discussion. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but there's some discussion that Trump's case could get dismissed. So let's let's get into it, and let's get into how this whole thing came up and why there's some pundits and some experts out there experts uh, a, a loose term these days it's like every other term that's just been taken taken and, and and people have run with it and made everyone an expert everyone's a hero everyone's all these things but you've got trump's co-defendant which his name is walt nata which is a great name so we're going to talk about walt here for a second he was a navy valet who served in trump's white house remained a personal aide to trump even after he left office well, several weeks ago, Nada's lawyer, a highly regarded Washington attorney, Stanley Woodward, leveled accusations against senior members of the Department of Justice, including DOJ counterintelligence chief Jay Bratt, who, by the way, is now a part of the special counsel Jack Smith's team of prosecutors. According to news reports, Woodward claimed in a sealed letter to D.C. District Chief Judge James Bosberg that in a meeting to discuss Nada's case, Bratt, the, the, the CI guy from FBI, indicated that Woodward's application to be a D.C. Superior Court judge would be impacted if he could not get Nada to testify against Trump. Walt Nada has stated over and over, has maintained the whole time to his attorney and close confidence that he would not testify against Trump. So th- this, is, this is a perfect example of the leverage game we always talk about in D.C., You've got, you've got the, the machine saying, hey, you want to be a judge? You want to be the judge here? Do this, and we'll make it happen. But if you don't play ball, go ahead and kiss your dream goodbye. You're not going to be a judge. So there's people who are saying, because of this, that the case could get thrown out. And if we're, if we're being honest, it should be. I mean, it should be thrown out for a myriad of reasons. First being the fact that, as we kind of alluded to earlier, you've got Joe Biden, the so-called president— 
who signed off on the investigation. That That's the kind of shit that only happens in third world countries by rapist dictators. But it's Biden, so it's not surprising. It's America in 2023, so it's likewise not surprising. But hopefully this case will be dismissed because it, it will set a massive, horrible precedent, as most Democrat decisions do when it comes to the health and well-being of a nation, if it goes through. But like we talked about earlier, Trump is so hated. So much of what's going on right now is because of hatred for Trump. He's hated so much by the establishment that they're looking for any little crumb of a crime to prevent him from running for president. And ideally, if they can, which they're closer than they ever have been before, they would like to see him thrown in prison. But make, make no mistake about it. The goal of permanent Washington is to make sure he's not president again. And a, like I just said, to make sure he's, he's in prison if they can pull that off. Because he pissed in their Cheerios. He walked into D.C., ruined their club, took the mask off, showed exactly what we, the American people, are dealing with in terms of our so-called elected representatives and officials, and demonstrated how corrupt the system really is. Whether you like Trump or do not like, like Trump, you should see what he exposed in D.C. as a net positive for this country. Now, what is happening is not positive, but it is positive that we have more information to now be like, oh, I see what you're doing, and I don't like it. And, and people on both sides of the aisle should, should see it and, and, and say the same thing. Everyone should want what's best for America, not just what's, oh, I don't like this guy, I can't vote for him. Or I like this party because, well, it should be, it, are we going the right direction? Are things being played by the rules? Laws followed, systems followed, regulations followed. None of that is happening. And it was exposed in the biggest way starting back in 2016. We're still there now, and people are still losing their mind, pulling their hair out, trying to figure out how to go back. But at the end of the day, this comes back to hatred for Trump, deep-seated hatred for Trump. People who hate Trump would rather see our entire system, our government, and our country destroyed because they've been pro they were promised for seven years. Well, well, first of all, they were promised that Trump was never going to become president and they would thwart it by not um, signing off on the election results, which Democrats did. They tried to block that, remember? And then fast forward to all these investigations that were going on, the impeachments. All of this was a plan to remove him from office because Democrats had promised the people that voted for Hillary that he would be out of office. And that never happened. Yeah. They kept looking stupid and stupid and stupid. And their base got more and more angry and became more and more agitated and violent as time went on. Now we're at the point where something has to be done because if he gets away with it and becomes president again, their, their heads will explode, which I wouldn't mind seeing. It would be kind of cool. But unfortunately, when it comes to Democrats, when they deal with disappointment, they lash out in violence. Yeah. Look at John Wilkes Booth. He assassinated uh, Abraham Lincoln because he was disappointed in the outcome of election. Democrats' fallback is always violence when they don't get their way. It is. And we're just seeing we're seeing this fester and build. And if he is not blocked from running again or getting the nomination, 
they are going to go absolutely insane. And what they're doing to Walt is, is awful. They're, they're doing the same thing that they did, that uh, investigators did to, to John Dean. John Dean had more of a part uh, in the, um, the uh, Watergate cover-up. But they're getting Walt on the fact that he was moving boxes around and they need and they've got it on camera and they need him to testify that he was moving classified materials from a secure location to an unsecure location. And he won't do it because he I don't know what was in those boxes that he was moving around, but it, it just doesn't seem like. Trump would have, I don't know, it just, it just doesn't seem like those are the, is, I think they're not the droids that the investigators are looking for when it comes to these boxes, but they need him to say that they are. Right. And it, he won't do it. Well, it's a sexy headline if you can even get it close. To, if you can say it, even if it's not true, it's a sexy headline. He's not willing to do it. And now you've got someone on record saying, I was told I can't be involved in this. I can't be the judge unless I can get him to do what we want him to do, which is not how justice works. That's not how laws work. The system is supposed to, it is how it, how it is done these days, but it's not how it's supposed to work. So the question is, it, I think it's clear that based on this and a number of other factors, this case could be dismissed. However, the person that they're trying to prosecute is Donald J. Trump. So while in theory, it should be a, a coin flipper better that it gets tossed out for DOJ misconduct or, or any other issue you want to find with the case. I just don't know that it's going to happen, folks. I don't, I, I don't want to get your hopes set up. It is a possibility. And we don't know what they're saying to Walt. You know, if Walt's saying, I'm not going to... Did I say it again? I don't know. I don't, I don't think you did. I no. I, I, <laughs> We don't know what they're saying to Walt. They could have a couple of other crimes that Walt didn't even know that he committed under their belt and saying, you know, the maximum, if you're found guilty of this, could put you away for 20 years. Or we don't know the disposition of Walt's family or any of his family members in trouble with the IRS or with any other federal agency that they could use that as leverage. These people that are prosecuting this case are cutthroat. And they will drag in a family member, a distant family member, anything and everybody is on the table for these people. They're ruthless. Yeah. And they will go to the ends of the earth to try and gain leverage on somebody who they think can help them out in this prosecution. Yeah. No, you're right. They will. And, and they will do absolutely anything leverage whatever they can to make it happen. So pray for Walt that he can he can hold out and make it through this because he seems to be doing the right thing as it as it stands now, but when when it's this or that and a number of scenarios in between it gets it gets tricky for sure. Uh, let's do this. We we're going to take a break. When we come back, you had Bill Clinton and the young Soros boy who met with the Pope. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Stick around. Looking for a great gift for lovers of freedom? We have you covered with this 2024 edition Trump for President coin. Show your support with this limited edition coin, normally $29.99. But for a limited time, you can get yours for just $19.99 plus free shipping. This is a great collector's coin for fans of President Trump and those that want to show their support for our great president. Each coin is made in the USA, is an authentic USJFK half dollar, and showcased in 
in an acrylic coin capsule. Collectibles like this only increase in value, often to hundreds of dollars per coin. So get yours now for $19.99 plus free shipping at trumpcoinsavings.com. Again, that's trumpcoinsavings.com to secure this limited offer. Get more of Drew and This Is My Show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM Network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. So Pope Francis met with Bill Clinton and baby Soros in what can only be described as a symbolic selling of the Catholic Church's soul to Satan himself. Here's how the Catholic News Agency presented it. Let's take a look, then we'll discuss. This is a work made here and it symbolizes the work for peace. Yes, that's for you. This is for you. This is the little tray with the symbol Is that an ashtray? <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's a little tray, Bill said. Uh, so you got the Pope who presented Clinton with a statue of a woman holding a dove. The pontiff said it represents a work for peace. Then Clinton gave Pope Francis a little tray with the symbol of the United States on it. Clinton's office told CNA, Catholic News Agency, that the gift was a personalized porcelain tray bearing the presidential seal and that the former president also wrote a personal note to the Pope. After meeting Pope Francis... Uh, they they greeted the delegation, Francis and, and Bill and all of them, uh, accompanying Clinton. You, you saw you saw all the people there. Uh, but the group in, included the president's son-in-law, Mark Mezvinsky. I think I'm saying his name right. Clinton's one-time Oxford roommate, Strobe Talbot, which is an amazing name. Have you guys seen Strobe Strobe Talbot? This guy, by the way, served as deputy secretary of state in the Clinton administration and is also the ultimate Clinton insider, which is. He gets that title 
because Strobe is still alive. And he was also Clinton's roommate. Yes. I mean, that's we're talking significant dirt, roommate, uh, deputy secretary of state, just been attached to the hip of the Clintons the whole time, considered to be an insider. And again, the huge the huge point that is being made here is that he's still alive. All other Clinton insiders are dead, which should tell you a good bit about the amount of influence that he has over Bill and Hillary and, and their, their crew there. He's also, by the way, a big world economic supporter, which probably doesn't surprise anybody. But the current U.S. ambassador to the Vatican, Joe Donnelly, was apparently not president, or was not president, was not president, was not present at the meeting. Uh, you had the Catholic uh, news agency who sought comment from Open Society Foundations, but did not receive a response by the publication. What's interesting about this, though, is so Clinton's there, right? There's this you get this photo op going. Everyone's exchanging gifts. And in the mix with all of this is Alex Soros, the son of George Soros, who's among the most vile people on the planet. 91, 92, whatever he is now, passed the torch on to Alex, who most people see as being a far more dangerous individual than even George was or still is. But more interesting is the fact that the Soroses are atheists. They're, they're, not, they're not some people who fawn over the Pope and are just devout Catholics or anything like that. They were at this meeting, Alex in particular, was at this meeting to let the Pope and the Cardinals who were there and present know who was running the show. That's, that's what this was, because otherwise, why is he there? Yeah, why is the Pope meeting with two people, one being Clinton and the other baby Soros, who the two of them both are pro-abortionists and they're also pro-euthanasia? for older people and people who are depressed. Those are two those are two doctrines that go that fly in the immediate face of the Catholic religion. So for those two to show up to the Vatican, there there is something far more sinister at play like the personalized note that Clinton gave to the Pope that we'll never know what he wrote on there. Yeah. Well, it's uh, you, yeah, you you absolutely will never know, but you're right about the abortion. You're right about everything that the Open uh, Open uh, Society Foundation pushes and everything that Clinton... I mean, Clinton's legacy... Look, he could give a nice speech. He was he was given the name Slick Willie for a reason, um, and there was other reasons. But he, he could give a good speech. He could he could convince some people to do things, but he is a scumbag. He's, he's had some awful, awful things put out there about him that everyone is aware of. Obviously, there's the Monica Lewinsky stuff, but there's tons of stuff about the Clintons that, that most people discuss and are fully aware of when, when you discuss Bill. That doesn't even include the, the Clinton death list that everyone talks about all the time and, and speculates over. But you see this meeting. You see these two individuals there, and you kind of think to yourself, like, what is the point? What's the net gain here? For the Pope and for the Catholic Church, and what are these guys who are there visiting? What do they want out of this? And I think what it boils down to is, first of all, there's a lot of issues with the Catholic Church on on the big level. But but what it boils down to for the guys who are there is the the World Economic Forum and these globalists who are pushing for change across the planet. They need the Catholic Church on board with the Great Reset. They need them. To, to fall in line with everything that they're trying to do by 2030 or beyond 
like we discuss on the show all the time. And in order for the Catholic Church to embrace the Great Reset, they have to thus embrace communism. However, that goes in stark contrast to where they have collectively been historically. You you've got the encyclical of Pope Pius the Eleventh, who commented on atheistic communism, released back in 1937. There's 82 reasons listed why communism goes against the Catholic Church. Here's number 10. I'll read it. Communism, moreover, strips man of his liberty, robs human personality of all of its dignity, and removes all the moral restraints that check the eruptions of blind impulse. There's no recognition of any right of the individual in his relation to the collectivity. No natural light is accorded to human personality, which is a mere cogwheel in the communist system. In man's relations with other individuals, besides communists, hold the principle of absolute equality, rejecting all hierarchy and divinely constituted authority, including the authority of parents. What men call authority and subordination is derived from the community as its first and only font, nor is the individual granted any property rights over material goods or the means of production, for inasmuch as these are the source of further wealth, their possessions would give one man power over another. Precisely on this score, all forms of private property must be eradicated, for they are at the origin of all economic enslavement. So you've got Pius making it pretty clear that the church's opinion about communism was they weren't they weren't on board with it. But <laughs> but here's but here, here's the thing: the Catholic Church has changed. The the subsequent popes, which there have there there have been several, have changed their views and how they have interpreted the Bible and Catholicism and all of that and just the, the world around them. And guys, I, I don't think most of you do anymore. I think most of you realize the Pope is a, is a dude. He's just a dude in a gown. Like he's not some deity. He's a human being. But still a lot of people put stock in him. And if that's your thing, like that's, that's fine. But I wouldn't put stock in this one. Don't think that Pope Francis won't sell out no, Pope Francis is totally for the green agenda, which I have no idea. That, being a Catholic myself, I had no idea that was part of Catholicism or any in any of the Catholic teachings, but somehow Francis has, has managed to, to burrow that in there. You have to go back to Pope Benedict, who just recently died, as being the last pope who saw what was going on with the Catholic Church and how it was being run and how it was being pushed toward this more globalistic view of the world instead of getting away from the doctrine of the church itself. Right. He wrote a book on it exposing all these people. He was not well-liked, and he was, he was not a big fan of Pope Francis and, and tried to speak out against Pope Francis. But unfortunately, Pope Francis had some cardinals, and I don't know what it is with the Catholic Church, if it's a sense of guilt that they have for— all the pedophilia that's gone on in the church for the last 500 years or whatever, it trying to become more mainstream and feeling that will absolve them of the sins of the past. But the Catholic Church, as you were saying, has a horrible track record when it comes to tyrants and how they aided Hitler and the Nazi regime and post-war, how they took some of the Nazis and helped them along the rat lines that went from Europe down to South America. I just feel like this is a horrible misstep as a Catholic that the leader of the church that I once belonged to is now embracing 
this globalist view and totally discounting what the Catholic Church was meant to be in the past and what it what it should strive for and what it should strive for is not the green new deal and <laughs> not trying to bankrupt everybody on the planet to become subservient to one class of people who are going to make all the decisions but i i in my darkest reaches of my mind i think that's the play that the globalist are trying to play to the Pope and saying, if you go along with us and get everybody else in the Catholic religion on board, don't worry. Catholicism will have a seat at the table and won't, will be one of the only seats at the table when this whole reset happens. Yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I don't dispute that or disagree with that at all. I think that that's the kind of conversations that are happening. That's the kind of offers that are being made Here's the, here's, here's the leverage we have over here, but here's what you will get if you come alongside and, and play with us. And by the way, if you don't play with us, it's going to be miserable because you can't stop what's coming. You can't stop what's coming. And they can't. I mean, uh, it's we collectively as, as the human race can if we were all to come together and say, yeah, no, we're not doing that. But there's so many people who are going along with it, will go along with it. And we've got a, a long road to hoe here if we're going to if we're going to get this thing back on track. But let's let's pivot because we're going to talk about Justin Trudeau, who is pro-drug addiction, anti-conservative. And I'll tell you why right after this break. So Castro's Canadian baby, Justin Trudeau, tried to make the claim that conservatives are in the dark ages when it comes to drug addiction, which is quite the claim. Sounds like something a Democrat, especially a, a dictatorial douche like him, would say. Here's what the prime minister of blackface had to say. Now, we all know ill-informed conservative politicians have been attacking safe and supervised consumption services where many nurses work. But our government knows that health and social needs have grown far more complex, especially owing to the opioid crisis and its relationship with homelessness. And so providing needed health care supports is also more complex. Nurses are often on the front lines of saving lives every day, and you know better than anyone that there are no simplistic solutions, just serious work grounded in science and compassion. <laughs> grounded in science and compassion. I love how it's always safe and supervised drug use. I mean, literally the stuff that these people say, what they're trying to push in getting more drugs for their drug-addicted portion of the population. We've got in our own country, New York, with free drug vending machines. I mean, it's crazy how the Democrats view this. But I mean, if your goal as a leader like Trudeau 
as the, as the, the head of the country, the head of Canada, is if your goal is to euthanize, euthanize your, your drug-addicted population, then I guess you're on track. I guess you're spot on, right? Because these people, people like Justin Trudeau, are hell-bent on reducing the undesirables in their population. They want to take that number and get rid of those people, and they will do it through a number of initiatives, frankly, but one of them being government-funded, sponsored, whatever you want to call it, drug addiction, which just means the facilitation for government-sponsored suicide for teenagers, the elderly, whatever you want to do. He wants to get rid of people. I mean, think about it. Think about the way he handled, think, think about who he is just in general, but think about how he handled COVID, right? And the vaccine protesters. If, if he could have taken out all of those people who were protesting him and the people who have still been on, on his ass ever since then, he would have. These guys never offer treatment options. They never offer practical solutions to anything. They've got someone who says, I'm addicted to drugs. Their response is just like, here, have more. Here's here, take a whole bowl. Like you can have whatever you want. Someone says, I want to kill myself, which you shouldn't do. Libs, here's some pills. Take some of these. Their solutions are always toxic. They all they alter your life. They 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 alter everyone's lives around you, but it they're okay. It's you're a nuisance. We're gonna say we're helping you out. Take these, and we're gonna be over here at dinner. Just don't bug us. That's that's how these people operate. That's how they think. Their hearts are wretched. Wretched. What are you writing over there? Tom's like making. <laughs> no, I was just writing notes about what he was saying. I had watched this clip before, but I didn't have time to write down notes on it. <laughs> but uh, the the notes that I did come up with when when he said consumption services, it's like you know, it's like having a bartender as a thirst supervisor. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, you're you're still giving people something in the end that's not very good for them. But the way that he's trying to couch it is something that you know it, it's under it's done under the guise of the fact of caring because it's done by nurses, which the whole the whole legalization of drugs to my sort of idealistic libertarian side i don't have a problem with adults doing drugs doing whatever they want to do to themselves have at it i don't care as long as it doesn't affect me as soon as it starts to affect me or people around you then there's a problem and and laws have to be enforced when you start affecting other people's other people's freedoms but unfortunately liberals Democrats will always take the position of, well, it's not their fault. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, well, then how can you take personal responsibility if nothing is your fault? So that's the whole catch-22 situation that you run into with, with, with that sort of mentality when trying to deal with liberals on that subject. But when he starts talking, well, for the Canadians, it's probably a lot more cost-effective to keep people addicted to their drugs— because they have socialized medicine. Right. So what would it take to go into a treatment program? Who pay, who foots the bill for that? The government would probably foot the bill for that. And then that's going to cost them more money. So in the end, I'm sure it's much more cost effective to keep people doing heroin who you know are eventually going to die from it in one way or another. Right. And the yeah, that that takes care of 
the the prolonged you know, physical effects of heroin or opioid abuse, the the breakdown of the liver, the the breakdown of the nervous system, all of it is yeah. something that you, you in later years you you won't have to account for. Yeah. So it, it's really kind of sick, a sick way of looking at it. But when you're dealing with people like Trudeau, who are true eugenicists who are pro-abortion, especially if a doctor uh, detects a physical defect inside of a baby, they'll just be like, go ahead and get rid of it. And they see, like you were saying, they see these people, the drug addicts, as very unseemly, just as Hitler did in Nazi Germany. And I hate it when people bring up comparisons to Nazis, but it's true. That's one one of the first things the Nazis did was start getting rid of the undesirables because they they were siphoning off uh, uh, government uh, 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 <laughs> I'm having a Joe Biden moment um, j- uh, anything that the government has money services resources yeah, resources yeah. yeah well what's what's crazy about this whole thing too and and using the drugs as an example this this scenario in Canada as an example but again this same situation is happening here in America is, they do this because they don't care about them. They're a nuisance. They're undesirables. They're unseemly, as, as you said. And eventually, they, it's, they keep them way, way down here, away from them, and eventually they die off. So they win. But they also win because they use rhetoric like he did there, political rhetoric, where we don't understand them. We, meaning conservatives, don't understand these people and what they're going through they just need some government help, which they don't define properly or clearly what the government help is, but they, they give them more drugs. They give them more heroin and, and slam us, rally the troops. The people who are getting more heroin love them for it. The people who are, are hearing them slam conservative minds love them for it. So they get emotional support and, and more kind of, I don't want to say growth because I don't know if it lasts, so it does in some cases, but they get this kind of push behind it, and it's all on these evil tenants that are not good for anyone in society, where all we're saying over here is like, look, I don't want to live in a community where you've got people doing all those things. I certainly don't want to live in a community where the government's coming in and giving them more. We, our side has always been, despite the left saying, we're about equality and love and all of these things. No, you are not. We have been. We have been generous, kind, graceful for those people who are struggling. Yes, there's times where it's like, man, just you're you're broken. Get out of my way. But but there's also much more of a cry on our side to be like, how can we actually help these people? How can we actually help this community where perhaps there's a higher concentration of these people and of this activity, this this significant, you know, illicit drug use where the other side just is like, let's exacerbate the problem and use it for political gain. And everyone's like break let's go like and then you have like a gay zoolander moment and they all do it but no offense to zoolander orange mocha frappuccinos yeah but but that's the thing is that they literally use their evil and turn it around and somehow we end up the we end up the bad guy which is which is laughable but it's at the same time not because so many people are like you and you're like what like i have nothing to do with this i i but but we get painted as the bad guy, and you've got sick bastards like Justin Trudeau, all of his globalist friends who are 
a-okay with those people killing themselves a-okay using your taxpayer dollars to give them the resources and tools to kill themselves and they're fine with it as long as no one comes up and bothers them in their ivory tower so that's that's the state of the world yay <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I, if you de decriminalize drugs like a lot of places are trying to do and you see this all the time with people who are the the biggest advocates who are former drug addicts who are speaking to the fact about addiction they are the most powerful voices that we have in our society when it comes to to uh, addiction problems and i would say nine out of ten of them will always say it was a fact that i got arrested and once i got in jail to jail that was the lowest point for me and that's when i started going into you know court-appointed drug rehab yeah that's one of the issues with decriminalizing drugs is for a lot of these people a lot of these addicts that is their last chance of sobriety right. and if you take that away then you've totally discounted that person to a, a, a very unfulfilled life that is just feeding the dragon every day every day they're they're you know i said it it's the third time this segment, actually, that you've said it. So, so there's three I gotta there's do? There's three you gotta do. Yeah, I'm sorry. So they're feeding, Great. I'm sorry. They're feeding their addiction, and there's no recourse for them. Yeah, because no, absolutely, because they're, they're, not, they're not getting the opportunity, which might many people would see as punishment, but they're not getting that, that opportunity at a reset or a chance to potentially have a reset. I'm just folding what's essentially paper airplanes here for for tom's you knows um but no you're, you're absolutely right and and that is you, you need to have that you got to hit rock bottom before you can climb out they're just they're just digging the hole deeper where they never hit rock bottom by giving them more and and taking away that opportunity which again sounds weird saying it that way but um that, that's kind of how it works okay we're gonna take a break it's the top of the hour we've got tons more to get to on the other side of this commercial, we're going to talk Lynn Wood. I know some of you like him. Look, I hate the guy. I think he's a, a used car salesman. Uh, I think he's awful for our political movement. You can disagree. I'll tell you why we're going to talk about him and add some additional commentary on the other side of this break. Stick around. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Have you been threatened with levies or have unfiled returns? 
The IRS is hiring 87,000 agents to boost IRS collections, and they have the power to seize assets, freeze bank accounts, and they can even take your home. Tax Network USA can help you today before it's too late. Our CPAs and certified tax experts have proven strategies that work for taxpayers time and time again. These same strategies have saved over $500 million in back taxes, permanently resolving tax debts for good. Stop collections and get relief today before it's too late. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with the nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I really love the towels. They're really great. They're super absorbent. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know we're having the biggest clearance sale ever. Get our six-piece towel sets for only $29.88 with your promo code. My towel sets are made with proprietary technology and include two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get our six-piece towel sets. Originally $99.98, then on sale for $49.98. 98. Now we're closing them out for only $29.88 while supplies last. Once they're gone, they're gone, so please order now. Are you tired of working for the man, exhausting yourself for limited income, and spending your own money on yourself? Stop and smell the isosceles, triangle that is. At Pyramid Financial Group, we value your success almost as much as ours. Our team of experienced advisors will take your money and other people's money and put it into our pocket for a small fee and a possible return. So quit your job and quit saving your money for yourself. Our team of advisors at Pyramid Financial Group could use you and your funds. Get in touch now to learn more. Pyramid Financial can only guarantee their own success. Most team members at Pyramid Financial Group lose significant financial resources, friendships, and in some cases, family members. Three individuals have made large financial gains, but all three are founding members of Pyramid Financial Group. All right, folks, welcome back. Don't forget to sign up for Coin Club if you have not already. You get that extra show, which is tomorrow, Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, exclusively over on Red Voice Media. If you go to dbcoinclub.com, you can sign up there, and you can also watch there. That's where you do it all. It's all right there. It takes you to a section on Red Voice Media. So make sure you do that. You get the Friday episode. You get entered into contest and can win cash and prizes. You'll have access to booze and banter when it returns and annual members as well as previous Drew Crew members get a challenge coin sent to them. A bunch of them got dropped in the mail today. Long story on that. <clears throat> but man, USPS sucks. Yeah, you so, think? So wait, a government they, they funded? They didn't go that way. They were going to, and then multiple times, the person who was who was doing the list and had them in the cart and addressed to go to all of you fine people, USPS was just like, "Yep, there's an error. There's nothing in your carts." Like you sons of bitches. Anyways, they all went out through UPS today. But um, so they're on their way. 
There'll be more of them coming. Some of you have links to, to get your coin and just need to send your address in. Check your email. Check your spam if it went there. But please do sign up for Coin Club. Again, it's dbcoinclub.com. We'll see you members tomorrow at 11 a.m. And those are the coins right there. These Because the I keep looking over thinking they're hard candy sometimes and I then remembering yeah. that, wait, no, those are the coins. Yeah, <laughs> as we get older, like in the later stages of the shows, yeah. these will be Werther's or just butterscotch <laughs> discs. Mm. Um, but yeah, we got you got the DB. This is my show on the one side, or excuse me, blunt, fair, conservative, and then the booze and banter. And this is my show on this side. Now we we're gonna change it up, right? We're gonna do a coin a year is the plan. Awesome. So different. You'll get an extra. Yeah, if you if you remain a member, you'll get the new one sent to you when it comes out. So, so why no booze and banter? Says Ginger. Sober summer. It's not really a sober summer by design. It just kind of <laughs> turned out that way. We're doing this dumbass thing that we might just turn off at some point here. It's it's stupid because we've we, labeled it a schmedium. Schmedium. Very close last night. Yep. Very close. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stress in my life right now. It's not the right time, and it's summer. It's fun, but anyway. Fourth of July was hard. Fourth of July was really hard. Everyone was drinking. This is a fake beer, by the way. Everyone, so everyone was drinking around me. And he wants it. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was. No, it's 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 it is what it is. But we'll see. We'll see. You know, if nothing else, we've done a little bit of a reset for our livers, which I'm sure they're thankful for. Yes, you know, 100. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see where this goes. But let's let's move on to this because you you have Attorney Linwood, who's in my view. One of the key, there's a, and it's not just on his back. I, I think I don't like to live in the world of absolutes. So please don't take it that it's only his fault. But certainly one of the key people responsible for losing the Senate in 2020, specifically in Georgia. And he's a guy who filed legal challenges seeking to overturn Donald Trump's 2020 election loss. Well, he is now relinquishing his, his law license. A lot of people speculating he's doing that, electing to relinquish it now and retire rather than face possible disbarment, something that seems to be or was going to be pretty likely for him. But you, you, you all remember this guy. You remember all the buzz around it. A lot of people all in on him, mostly because he was saying he was going to be the one who overturned this and got things back on track for Trump, which most people wanted and still want today. He just was never going to be the guy to do it. But, but Trump, at, at one point, praised Wood as doing a, quote, good job filing legal challenges seeking to overturn his loss, though Trump's campaign then later distanced himself or themselves from him, as they should have, because I think he's toxic. But you had dozens of lawsuits making allegations that were rejected by the courts across the country. And that's not me saying there was not fraud. I've said a million times I think there was. I've said I don't know how substantial it was or wasn't we but like that's not me saying there wasn't fraud there clearly was it's just me saying that lynn's shit stank it wasn't good he he just wasn't the one to be representing these cases and to be the face or the mouthpiece of this but but getting back to his status in georgia officials in georgia had been weighing whether to disbar wood over his efforts holding a disciplinary trial earlier this year Wood sued the state bar in 2022, claiming the bar's request that he undergo a mental health evaluation as a part of its probe violated his constitutional rights. But a federal appeals court tossed that ruling, saying Wood failed to show there was bad faith behind the request. In 2021, the Georgia Secretary of State's office opened an investigation into where Wood had been living when he voted early in person in the 2020 general election, prompted by Wood's announcement on Telegram that he had moved to South Carolina. 
officials ruled that Wood did not violate Georgia's election laws. And then he, Lynn Wood, purchased three former plantations totaling more than $16 million and moved to South Carolina. So look, in, in my view with this, though, the bottom line for me is Linwood is a loser. He's a used car salesman. He is not good for our party. He was not good for, for the party then. I don't know if he's truly a part of the party. That's a whole nother conversation. But with regards to how D.C., in this case, Georgia, but the, but the bigger machine is playing this, they are going to go hard after anyone who steps out of line. And they get to the, the tricky part with this is they get to determine where the lines are. If, if you if you did this, okay, did he step over? Are we comfortable with that? No. Is it, a, is it a law? Well, no, just move the line. I mean, they get to determine all of that. And they've captured most of the private sector. And now they have to capture the legal sector. We, we talked, this is the second case today where this kind of a conversation has come up, or se second story, I should say, where this has come, come up. You had a judge earlier saying, you, you, or someone who's going to be the judge or going to be a judge if you play nice and do what we tell you. If you aren't, then you're not going to be. Here you've got this. You, you, you went against what we think is true. You went against our narrative. You caused headaches for us. So we're going to disbar you. They have to make it impossible, the Democrats, to get for anyone to get legal representation. And they have to continue to take over the legal system. That's just how, how this has to work. Communism asserts its power through kangaroo courts. And they do so to instill fear and throw away opponents. And that's kind of what's happening here. Again, Lynn Wood, in my view, is a bad example of this because I don't think he, he's a good dude. I don't think anyone should listen to a damn thing he says. But these kangaroo courts are real. And they will wreak havoc on American justice. They are wreaking havoc on American justice. Lynn Wood notwithstanding. Take him out of the picture, okay? Forget he exists. It's probably a better idea anyways. The, the issue here is is the courts and how they have been infiltrated. Absolutely. I, this reminds me a lot of social media when Alex Jones got deplatformed and everybody's like, oh, it's just Alex Jones. Who cares? I care. I don't. I'm with you. I don't like Lynn Wood, but I care about this because this is uh, they're going after him because he represented Trump. Yeah. And this should scare the shit out of everybody. The thing that really scared me the most about this was the line that you read where they told him to seek mental health yeah. uh, evaluation. Canada's doing the exact same thing to Jordan Peterson right now, or else they're going to take away his license. He has to go to what is ostensibly a re-education camp to learn the right thing. And this is the same thing that they wanted to do to Lynn Wood. This is very frightening. And Lynn, he's a snake oil salesman. He let Kyle Rittenhouse rot away in jail when he didn't have to. I, I don't have very many kind things to say about that man, especially due to the fact that Sean Hannity sung his praises. was like, oh, yeah, Lynn Wood once represented me. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, ugh, God. Yeah. But this whole re-education and wrong think and mental health evaluations, that that is put in there to send a message to every attorney. If we don't like the client that you're representing, we're coming after you. And again, when I say they, it's this big mass of this this Marxist cabal 
that involves Democrats as well as rhino Republicans working together to create a new power structure within the United States. If you don't go along to get along with everybody else who are going to be the ones who have the money and make the decisions, the peasant class is going to be screwed. So now they have to capture all the wealthy people in the white-collar classes is what they're doing right now. Yeah. Every time you guys say he's a used car salesman, I think of Bill Paxton in True Lies. Such a great character. (laughs) Such a great character. Gotta admit it. The vet. um, I won't finish it. Um, But it was a great character. Great character. Yeah, but that's that's what he is. Snake snake sale uh, snake oil salesman is 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 a great one. He he just was scummy, and and I I do look. I hold a grudge. We didn't have great candidates in Georgia for the Senate, but. We lost both those races, and part of it is because everyone was so emotional, and him and Sydney and others came out and pushed this this whole concept of, don't worry, we're going to expose everything, everything's going to be righted, but don't go and vote here. And there's so many people who were raw and, and vulnerable and bought into that and didn't go and do it. Now, would we have won anyways with everything that was going on in 2020 elections, Georgia being one of those concerning states? Maybe not. But you're never going to win if you don't show up. Like, you have zero chance if you don't show up. And and we didn't show up. And instead, what did you get? You got Raphael Warnock in there, one of the most radical people in all of government. Won a race in Georgia, in the South. So I, I hold him, and I hold the people who bought into all of his bullshit, I hold them accountable for that because that was a big— and again, I'm not saying that things would have all been better if that didn't happen. I'm not saying if we had the Senate, everything that happened the first two years would not have happened. It probably would have stopped some of it, but it's it's more the it's it's more the concept of it. It's more the principle of things. Like you are not what we need in this country right now. You are not what we need on this side of the party. But just buttoning this up, this this story here. As we both said, Tom and I both mentioned, it's it's the story that's the concern. It's not whether Lynn is a good guy or not good guy, whether he's a good lawyer, not a good lawyer, Republican or a Democrat. It's what the courts are doing, what the communists are doing to the courts. That's where we got to pay attention. Okay, let's take a break. We're going to talk BlackRock on the other side. Let's just keep talking about people who want to control everything because they're now pushing crypto which is kind of an interesting and unexpected twist from them. But I think we have it figured out. I think I understand where they're going with it and why they're doing it. I'll explain right after the break. It's a crazy world out there, and we're facing more uncertainty than our country has faced in a long time, if ever. And the most important advice that we can give you and your loved ones is be prepared. Most people don't realize they need something until it's too late. Whether it's a natural disaster, a sustained power outage, political upheaval, or God forbid, war. You need to be prepared. Don't put yourself in that situation. Have food and water on hand to provide for you and your loved ones during the worst of times. And then pray you never need it. Thankfully, we have just the solution for you. Heaven's Harvest has everything you need to prepare for the unexpected you get prepared and you support a pro-america christian company that shares your values at the same time everyone wins and the best news is you also get discounts on emergency survival foods heirloom vegetables
vegetable seed kits, water filtration and storage kits, and loads of other survival resources, such as guides on how to grow and preserve your foods. So get ahead, be prepared, and survive with a company that shares your values. And we have you covered with great discounts. Go to HeavensHarvest.com and use promo code RVM to save 10%. Again, that's HeavensHarvest.com and use promo code RVM to save 10% on your order. One more big story we want to hit on here. And then we've got That's Meme-tastic. And then we've got the post-show press conference sponsored by Colin Sport. Plenty to get to still, folks. I feel like this is a... But wait, there's more. But wait. Infomercial. That's what it's... Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. Um, so one of the most insidious creatures to walk the planet. We've already talked Soros today. Now let's talk BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, who appeared on Fox Business to extol the virtues of cryptocurrencies, which again, as I said before the break, was kind of kind of caught me off guard. It kind of seemed like it was out of left field, not something you'd expect from, from Larry Fink. But here's what the executive suit demon had to say. And also I do believe the role of crypto is, um, it is, it, it, it's digitizing gold in many yeah. ways. It's a, it's a, instead of investing in gold as a hedge against inflation, a hedge against the, uh, the onerous problems of any one country or, or the, or the devaluation of your currency, whatever country you're in. Um, let's be clear, Bitcoin is an international asset. It's not based on any one currency. And so it, it, it can represent an asset that people can play as an alternative. I would call, the, the foundation of BlackRock is about hope. You invest for retirement because you believe tomorrow is better than today. <laughs> okay, so BlackRock is based on a foundation of hope, Larry Fink says. A, a hope that their company has a monopoly on the world. I think that's what he's, that's his hope. It's and almost true. It's essentially true. They own everything. They own everything. They own everyone, you could argue. But the question about this is, uh, forget what he says. Most, most of the time, he's not going to tell you exactly what he thinks. You're, you're, you're going to have to guess. But there, you actually don't have to guess because there's so much information out there about Larry and BlackRock. But... Why is he talking about crypto? Why is he not just talking about it, but talking up crypto? Because that's what we just saw there. It's the new gold. It's the new, this is what's going to happen. Go to American Alternative Assets. Don't go to Larry Fink and, and BlackRock. But I think he's talking about it. And, and, and understand this, because he never says anything without an ulterior, ulterior motive, Larry Fink, and a lot of these, these globalists. I think he's talking about it. And this is speculation. 
but it's to get people on board with and used to the concept of a digital currency, a digital dollar, whatever you want to call it, something that is of that digital nature. It's not necessarily even about cryptocurrency or Bitcoin or any of that stuff per se, but more just digital concepts, getting people comfortable with digital concepts. And, and, and they know that there's been a huge to do and lots of buzz about crypto over the last several years. People get it. They kind of understand it. I think that's what it is. I think it's, hey, we're going to push this because it, it's in the same vein, in the same world as a digital currency, the digital dollar that they want for, for very devious and, and malicious reasons uh, where, where they get control of everything. But that's uh, that's kind of my take from it. That, that's what it seems like is going on here. Yeah, he's trying to conflate the few the two things together, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies into the digital dollar. And the best way that I can describe a digital dollar when it comes to the United States, and uh, excuse my crudeness for this, but pretend this, this receipt from Publix is a coupon. This is your digital dollar. It's just a coupon. And the government decides what you can spend with this coupon. And what time of day you can go and what items that you can purchase with it. That's how much control the government will have over a digital dollar. And a lot of people I know are thinking, oh, you're crazy. That's not ex what it means. It, it's not a one for one when yeah. it comes to your money. Whatever you have in the bank right now will be a lot less than what you think it's going to be. Or in some cases, it might be a lot more because it's all about wealth redistribution. And as we were uh, on the show right now, I came across this on Twitter. It was a guy, a uh, uh, professor from Cornell University, who just spoke to the w World Economic Forum about the digital dollar. Ezwar Prasad. Ezwar says, and this is a quote from Ezwar, in, in talking at the World Economic Forum, the government decides that the units of central bank money, the government, oh, sorry, let me start over again. The government decides that units of central bank money can be used to purchase some things, but not other things that it, that it deems less desirable, like, say, ammunition or drugs or pornography or things of that sort. So it goes back to what I was saying about a digital dollar being a coupon because now the government is in control not only of your money but your freedom of what, able, what you're able to buy with the coupon that you have. Yeah. No, exactly. Well, it all, t it all ties in. It's a control mechanism. It's a control mechanism. It ties into ESG scores. It ties into all this stuff. We don't— we, we either don't like what you're purchasing. We, we're going away from red meat. I don't know if you got that. We're going away from it. So you, you've hit your quota. Or Drew, Tom, Disco, we don't like your political values. So we're just going to take control of things in a different level. We're going to take it to a different level and, and make sure that you are marginalized and your dollars are marginalized and the value of your dollars are, are taken down. It is a scary thing. And again, we're, we're going to have the CEO of, of AAA on next week to talk about this digital currency and everything that's happening, happening right here in, in America, not just across the globe, but specifically here in America with the digital dollar. And it's terrifying, you guys. Way back when, Biden had said, we're going to do a survey as to figure out whether or not it would be good to have a digital dollar in America, which was code for we're rolling out the digital dollar in America 
everyone get ready. The survey is going to come back in a in a good way, and we're going to push this because we want to further get control of of your lives and of our populace. And that's that is what is happening. And we're in that phase now. It's not it's not like in your face, but it is here. Yeah, and when he said we're gonna take a survey and see it, that's all a bunch of bullshit because the white paper on the digital dollar had been done a year previous and had already been posted to the U.S. Treasury website. So going into it, the enemy class always know, always is planning ahead for everything. Yeah. And so when they say, oh, we're thinking about this, it's already done. It's already been mapped out. It's been wargamed. They know exactly the process that it's going to take to implement it. Yeah. No, it is. And, 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 and to circle back on, not to use Jen Psaki's line there, but to circle back on, on Fink there, you guys, I know this is a smart audience. We've got a very smart audience. I'm so grateful for you. But there's people out there who do not listen to what Larry Fink says on, on a daily or weekly basis. There's people who don't listen to Klaus Schwab and Tedros at the World Health Organization and all these global elites who want to drastically change. Again, we said earlier in the show today, both Tom and I saw the article at different places, different times of today, that they want people, Klaus came out and said, they want people to be in uniforms by 2030. <laughs> they say these things. So when you have Larry Fink talking about, hey, we want people to get used to cryptocurrencies and digital currencies, it's not crypto in the sense that you've heard about it, read about it, or perhaps invested in over the last several years here. It is... You've got to match that up with what have they been saying? What do they frequently say? What are their policies on, in this case, finance and individual finance? And then how does this line up with what they're saying? And you can, it's a, it's a pretty easy jump to make that what he's talking about is, hey, the digital dollar is coming and you need to be ready for it. And that, that's what we're talking about here. That's why when Larry Fink says what he said this week on Fox Business, it's concerning. Okay, let's get less concerned. Well, I mean, there'll be some, some reason for concern in there, maybe. But we're going to take our last break. And then we're going to do That's Memetastic, because it's Thursday. It's our last, last day of the week of the full show. Again, there'll be Coin Club in the morning, 11 a.m. Eastern. We'll be right here. Well, those guys will be remote, but I'll be right here. But that's tomorrow. On the other side of this break, it's That's Memetastic. Then we got the post-show press conference. Plenty to get to. Still stick around. We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets dial 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465 this invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your ira or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences 
Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number two USA Gold. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. experienced low levels of electrolytes whether from a late night of drinking completing a half marathon or maybe even just experiencing a bout of explosive diarrhea from a food truck you know what it's like to need to replenish those also important minerals in your body but why just settle for that when you can enjoy our new proprietary sports drink and colon sweet blend colon sport colon sport is the new frontier in electrolyte replacement and removal with a quick surge of sugar and electrolyte replacement you'll feel on top of the world and then like a brisk wind tickling your grandmother's chimes you need to drop those minerals and a whole lot else so stop drinking other successful mineral replacement drinks and jump on board the colon sport express we're not only sure you'll love the taste but we promise you'll be coming back for more colon sport only hydrates and replenishes electrolytes for a temporary period before blowing out your bowels and requiring most individuals to start the process over and over and over individual results may vary some individuals may experience significant weight loss All right, here we go, folks. It's that time. Let our hair down a little bit. You've got it, but I don't have any. But we get a little bit more casual as we wrap the week, and we do so with That's Meme-tastic. That's, That's meme Meme-tastic. That's Meme-tastic. We should do that one more time. All right, let's get to it. So we've got a decent chunk today. So there was a, there was a NASCAR race in Chicago this this past week, which I didn't get to yeah. watch, but I heard was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty. I didn't get to watch it, but I heard it was cool. I had my my dad's aunt lives in a tower right there. I was, we should have went. It would have been awesome, but we would have been cool. Would have yeah. been a good scene. But it was a lot of work to get things ready in a city like Chicago, any city, let alone Chicago. For such an event, this meme captures it pretty well. I'm sure this is kind of how it was there. Chicago street crews are working around the clock to remove shell casings before the NASCAR street race. Uh, we, that's about right. That's about right. That's that's sadly maybe exaggerated a smidge, but but that's that's um, <laughs> that's that's Chicago. We talked Joey Chestnut yesterday. He won his 16th consecutive Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. He owns the Mustard Belt yet again. He had put down 62. I mean, does he retire now? I mean, 16. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's not an old guy. I think he can keep going. Uh, you got to get to 18 because 17, you surpassed, what, the Lakers and other dynasties. Okay. 17 championships. Yeah. Keep, keep going, Joey. I, I think it's disgusting, but keep going. Well, Cam Cam loves to put meat in her mouth, too. <laughs> here's, a, here's a picture of her with the belt. <laughs> she did it. Yes. Sponsored the by The first Downey. vice president able to eat a hot dog without her hands. Mm-hmm. Actually, a pretty good Photoshop job. It, it really is, actually. Good for them. Good for them. Good for, for her and, and Willie Brown and everyone else. 
Okay, let's uh, let's get to the next one here. All of those, you guys have all seen, most of you have seen Toy Story. All of those anti-gun people, we got Buzz pointing with Woody there, are celebrating a day going back to July 4th, won by armed citizens. Just, just some truth. Yeah. Not necessarily, not necessarily funny. This next one is. Um, <laughs> yeah, let, let's talk for a second. Here. Yeah. So most of us have children. Some of your children are young. Some of them are out of the house. It depends on where you are in the audience. But a lot of us have had children. And we've, of course, been in the hospital when, when some of you have actually in the audience. In fact, about half of you have delivered the baby. We've just been there for emotional support. Yeah. Well, I this, deliver both my kids. You did? Yes. That sounds like something you would do. That doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Uh, but so this, this here is a husband who's in the room, and he's got a, a, a great picture with a pizza as his wife's giving labor. <laughs> Had to settle for delivery because someone didn't feel like cooking tonight. That's pretty good. That's, I mean, it, what he probably experienced later there, not good. But but I'm guessing if I I feel like maybe she was cool with it like this is this is okay uh, it, the fun- either they're divorced or they're still laughing about it the, the funny thing is my dad I think it was for this for my second sister oh my water broke okay let's go he stopped at White Castles before going I'm not gonna be able to get food at the hospital so I got to get something now my mom's like get to the hospital I love it I love it. <laughs> Well, you do. I mean, you got to have food there. That's what friends are for. Friends bring food, you, and now you got DoorDash, all that stuff. But okay, so we've got, we've got a couple Fourth of July ones just kind of spattered in here. This one's uh, we got G Dub standing in the line saying, "What the fuck is a kilometer?" Because <laughs> we don't do it that way here. We don't do it that way. We 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 do it differently. That makes me think of Back to the Future. What the hell is a gigawatt? Imperial <laughs> measurements. <laughs> I got into, I was like, you know, I like how we do things. And I remember I, w- I was in, in a vehicle with, with one of my colleagues. He was new, new, younger guy. Well, he wasn't younger. He was probably similar. We were both younger at the time, but probably similar, similar age. Maybe, he, he, maybe he was five years younger, something like that. But he, he was like so defensive over the other numbering system I was like i just like how we do it he's like you don't like this you don't like the way that everyone else i'm like whoa like i, don't, I mean i don't want to get in a fight over kilometers and, and and meters versus feet and yards and this thing like but some people i guess really do care about that well there's a, a huge difference from celsius and fahrenheit from 31 to 32 degrees celsius is like 10 degrees fahrenheit so at home oh let's change let's go up one degree on the thermostat at home, that's a huge difference in Celsius than it is in Fahrenheit. I don't know. I just, I like the way we do it because I'm an American and that's maybe ignorant, but I mean, Shafi will be like, what's the temperature today? And I'll tell him, he'll be like, but what is it in Celsius? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. It <laughs> it's this in Fahrenheit. You live in America now. Figure it out. Um, step outside. Is it a shirt or is it a sweatshirt day? You'll figure it out. Do you wear pants? Not wear pants. I'd encourage pants so you don't get arrested here. But you can look on your phone. It gives you the weather (laughs) and you can switch it to Celsius. Yes. There's, there's (laughs) get the old school mercury one (laughs) and it's got it on both sides. You've heard plenty of stories, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love you to death, Shafi. Um, you just might kill me. Um, okay, do you know what... This one's kind of funny. <laughs> do you know what... This is a Hunter and, and Joe conversation. Do you know what your sister said when she lost her virginity? Hunter says, Dad, please don't. <laughs> He's... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's sick. But but probably true. Oh, it's based on the diary. It's ba Exactly. Based on the diary. Her words, nobody else's. So this is a meme, but it's also true. Like, this Subway store did this. So we picked on, um, I, I'll take credit for it. Like, we did some memes and picked on Ocean Gate when, when it went down and those people died a couple weeks ago. Well, Subway... This Subway, local store, not Subway as a... Not Subway corporate. Yeah. A, a, a Subway franchise, a individual location, went hard to the hoop and put this on their sign out front... <laughs> Our subs don't implode. Good for them. They, it's true. They, 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 it's true. They're also, by the way, speaking of Subway, which is kind of the trash sub of the sub industry, I'll still eat it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But you've got a little bit more processed foods and whatnot there. They they are now going, um, what's this? There, there's some new saying they're going for, but they're going to have individual meat slicers there tom was asking for a meat slicer here the other day welcome to my world do we have a meat slicer drew no and he asked it very seriously oh, yeah. expecting drew to say yeah no i said you've got a meat slicer right yeah <laughs> what anyways they're gonna go at a lot of their stores and they're gonna have the the deli meat slicer there and then custom cut the meat for customers which to me, it's like just get higher quality stuff and don't slow the line down by custom cutting it. That's that's my. Well, you did a Jersey Mike's. Subway well. is in a category for me with Ben and Jerry's. They are poison to me. Uh, started with Jared. Yep. And his cabal. You can't really fault them for the actions of somebody else, but what I can fault them for, and the reason why I have haven't eaten at a Subway in the last twelve years has to do with the fact of two people, Megan Rapino and Lady Dickweed James. Having those two as their spokespeople has turned me off to the fact I will never eat there ever again. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I don't like Rapinoe, LeBron James, Jared, obviously not a good, good person either. I just think it's just not as good. I, I, Larry's Giant Subs, Firehouse Subs, Jersey Mike's. I'm not as big on Jersey Mike's. I know you guys love them. Pub subs are great, but I, I'm a Larry's. I'm a Larry's giant. Larry's. Uh, that, that's my. To me, Jersey Mike's is the lowest I go. It's, uh, okay, it's the only one around. Let's go for it. I don't. Here's what I don't like. I'm gonna be honest. This sounds maybe s s smug or stuffy. You're sub smug. I don't like that that Jersey Mike's and Subways are always in gas stations. I've never seen a Jersey Mike's in a. Yeah, I've never seen that either. Okay. In a gas station. All right. Well, I, I've may, maybe I'm. Maybe Where do you go? <laughs> what about Jimmy John's? I like Jimmy John's. Delivered for Jimmy John's for one day. I've told you. I think I've told you this story. My, <laughs> my teammates in Ann Arbor were going gambling across the border in Windsor, and I was done playing. I'd gotten hurt and was done. So I was like, I need to make some cash. So I go, and I was working for a dude named Raven. Raven, if you're listening, sorry, I only worked for you for one night. Is that Raven 6 on the... No, I don't think it's the same Raven. <laughs> uh, but if you're here today, Raven, we're, we're glad you're here. But worked for there, and then <laughs> did some decent cash. You know, it, was a, it was a novel concept. In all, it was on a lot of Big Ten campuses. And Pretty fast. Delivered subs, and that's great. And then 
the next day had some teammates were like, hey, man, we're going to Windsor to gamble at the casino. Do you want to come? Like, yep. Like, oh, man, I got to work, though. And so I ended up just, I chose gambling. And <laughs> I also got game. a speeding ticket on the way home from gambling. Are you thinking of Quiznos as the other one that could possibly no. be in gas stations? No, I'm trying to think which one. Hmm. Doesn't matter. How about Firehouse subs? Love Firehouse. Firehouse, Firehouse, and Larry's are like right yeah. here. That saw they have the sauce at the table, and that whole rack of sauce. Yeah, so good. Mm. Yeah. God, do we get yeah. subs now? We, I can't. You can't. Yeah, that's can't right. You right can't. Now, but <sighs> but I I love a sub. Uh, okay, let's continue. We got a lot of memes that we just talked about subs for like three minutes. Um, <laughs> do we do a whole show just on subs? <laughs> Today, the crew breaks down submarine sandwiches. Uh, okay, this one here, another 4th of July one. Not necessarily funny, but true. We've got USA versus England by the numbers. 4th of July is USA 1, England 0. Super Bowls, 57 to 0. Waffle Houses, 2100. England, 0 Waffle Houses. Queens, we have 0. England, <laughs> one and then zero. I only brought it in because of the last two. I like the. I don't like Waffle House, but I like the tradition of Waffle House, and I liked what they did with the Queen thing there. This is another Matt Couch one here. Uh, continue to be praying for him as he recovers. He moved, by the way, as an update for those of you who have been asking. He moved to his rehab facility today. Got a new walker today. Some great things happening. God has been so good to him. Um, the doctors and nurses have been good to him at this facility. Not so much the first one. You know who you are. But uh, but he's 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 making some progress. This one here, though, we got we got married with family. Two things to make your day a whole lot better. Turn off the news. Have a beer. Married with children. That's what did I say? Married with family. <laughs> are you, this, you're like the woke version of that show. <laughs> yeah, <I didn't>. <laughs> <laughs> we don't call them children anymore. You know They're I mean, family. I've been I've been talking for two hours. Random shit comes out of my mouth. Married with children. Yes. <laughs> Let me put it back up so you can read it. <laughs> he is married. Married with family. Um, I mean, he did have a family. He did, but it the was, show was called Married with Children. Love and it was a great intro. Great intro. Okay. Next meme. You didn't read it. I did too. No, you didn't. I, I promise. Oh, you okay, maybe you didn't. That's something we we can't. Uh, unfortunately, we can't turn off the news working this gig, and two, right we now. can't have beers right now. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's this non-alcoholic garbage. This one is great. This is just Hunter in the office. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of snow. A lot Say of snow. Hello to my little friend. Here's the thing, though. They've got enough money that they can get that much, uh, as, as corrupt and broken as they are as a family. Here's just this is probably true, not a meme. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> my dad says you're spying on Mark Zuckerberg. He's not your dad. He's not your dad. <laughs> uh, keep it going. Let's, let's rip through these. Darth Vader. I'm not saying that Darth Vader choking people that annoyed him was right. I'm just saying that I understand. And I do. I do. I'm not I'm not on his side, but this next one's great. <laughs> this we got a baby leaning, for those of you listening to the podcast, we got a baby in a diaper leaning over a couch holding his parents' phone. There is absolutely no reason for a child his age to have a cell phone. Well, he has a You've got a Glock 19X, <laughs> I believe, sticking out of the back of his diaper. It's very very awesome and he shouldn't he shouldn't have a phone at that age what in the sand this is a tom this is a a, a last minute uh added adder from tom tom why don't you uh you you do this one for us here this just reminds me of the capable hands that we're in drew you 
going and killing terrorists and my experience being embedded with the Green Beret team and uh, Marine Corps working dog teams in Afghanistan and the, the projects that I worked on, I felt safe the entire time that I was there. And with this meme, I continue to feel safe with our men and women and non-binaries and trans in the military. <laughs> that <laughs> new one that came out rivals Rachel Levine as one of the ugliest creatures on the planet. The one in the top right. Top right. Yes, yeah, yeah. But it the looked- bottom left one always makes me laugh because it's the shield with the black man. You can't even see his eyes. That's, that's the Secretary of Defense. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where we are as a country. How many more do we got? Uh, that one dude looks like Ben Franklin with a bad dye job in his hair. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's true. We got three left. Okay. Student loans forgiveness. <laughs> Midterms are over, Jack. Joe eating ice cream. I still voted for you, Joe. I know. I, I don't really like that one. I'll yeah. still vote for you. Yeah. That was the punchline. I'll still vote for you. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't see it. Sorry. Okay, next one. Why can't you fascists just do what the government tells you <laughs> okay and this last one oh, no. I, didn't mean that. <laughs> I just said that as a joke I, <laughs> I didn't mean well <laughs> you send it i put it in oh boy, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Drew's just, uh, he's already left. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and play the... (laughs) Oh, man, be safe, be smart, be free, peeps. And now, get ready for the This Is My Show post-show press conference, sponsored by Colon Sports, the new frontier in electrolyte replacement and removal. Colon Sport, electrolyte replacement. In one end and out the other. It's new Colon Sport. All right. Well, that was a way, a way to end things. I don't know if it was the way to end things, but it was a way to end things for sure. We hope that you guys uh, enjoyed the show today and this week of shows. Little, little disjointed with the holiday in there on Tuesday, but hope you also, has, as I said earlier, had a great July 4th, have some fun weekend plans ahead. We, uh, reminder, we'll have Coin Club tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern. So, so be sure to check that out and come join us. You can sign up for Coin Club at dbcoinclub.com. You can also go and watch and engage tomorrow, 11 a.m. at dbcoinclub.com. Uh, let's get to some questions here. Greetings through Felipe Aperol hey, with the... Palestinian Israeli Tribune Courier. My question to you is about Donald Trump's files, these secret, these top secret files that he has stashed away at Mar-a-Lago. My question to you is why are the capitalist pigs of the FBI leading on Walt Nauta? What is wrong with these people? Why are they going to send him to Guantanamo? What, why are they doing this to this man? Why are they torturing him? I don't understand. I thought torture was done with you people. I, uh, <clears throat> yes. Um, but by, back to my question. 
uh, it does not seem like uh, Mr. Mr. Walt is going to be uh, flipping and uh, becoming a witness for a for a prosecution. Uh, do you see it that way, Mr. Drew? Thank you. First of all, yesterday I thought you said you were with the, you know, Palestine and Israel and then something about Korea. Uh, so that was that was amazing, and that's part of the reason I laughed at you to your face yesterday. So I apologize for that. I just misunderstood with your accent. You were saying courier, not Korea. But to your question today, I think um, that's that's how I see it as of now. I see it as as him not flipping he said that he's not going to testify against trump he's not going to go along with what they're trying to push but as as we discussed on the show i think that there's still potential that could change we don't know what kind of of leverage or information the the government has on him and what that they can you know what deals they can present to him what what blackmail could be said if you don't do this here's here are the consequences or hey you're you know your family members going through this or you're going through this with tax issues or any you name it. it could be any number of issues we'll make that go away if you help us or we'll make it worse if you don't kind of a thing so there's a lot of different strings that they could pull levers they could pull whatever analogy you want to use where this could still change so sure he says he's not going to testify now i hope it remains that way i hope moreover that none of this really matters in that that the doj is slammed for misconduct on this particular case and the whole thing's dismissed based on the threats that have been made to to the the potential judge there so we'll we'll see what comes of it but that, that's that's kind of all i can say for now i guess we'll just have to wait and see next question good afternoon drew benjamin beam boston pride daily so drew my question has to do with larry fink and his talk about bitcoin so he seems to contradict what the International Monetary Fund says. So I just want to read this little sniglet from the IMF's website. A crypto-based financial system would perpetuate and even magnify many of the problems of traditional finance. For example, the amount of leverage in a financial system could be multiplied through a potential unlimited supply of tokens and coins serving as collateral for loans. Rigid self-executing smart contracts could deprive the system of the flexibility and discretion so necessary in unexpected and potential dire situations. Oh, sorry, potentially dire situations. More generally, the crypto ecosystem is extremely complex, and that complexity is likely to be a destabilizing force, both because complexities make it hard to assess risks when there's plenty of data and because the more complex the system is, the more susceptible it is to normal accidents when seemingly minor trigger cascades into significant problems. So any crypto-based financial system would likely be more subject to regular destabilizing booms and busts. So now, Drew... This seems to contradict what Larry Fink said, and we have been told that Larry Fink is on the side of IMF and the WEF. Now, after what I've just read, do you find that their situation, their relationship, I should say, has changed at all? And do you think Larry Fink is now a good guy? Thank you.
Well, in the interest of time, I, I'm not going to uh, – guys, we need, we need people to, to ask questions that are a little bit shorter, perhaps not read entire periodicals uh, when, when we're already kind of strapped for time here. I'll say this. Larry Fink is not a good guy. There's been no change in terms of whether he's good or not good. He's, he's among the most evil creatures on the planet. His organization, BlackRock, is, is, is just atrocious for all of mankind. I know people in a lot of situations can't see that. But no, I, I, he's not a good guy. He's laying the, the, the groundwork for, for a digital currency on the global scale. He's just talking about crypto and Bitcoin to, to make it seem relatable to, to people who have invested in that or might be interested in investing in that. But that's, that's not where he's going with it. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce past this and get to this next one here. Thank you, Drew. Glenn Brandy, Long Haul Truckers of America, Tribune. My question is about Bill Clinton going to the Vatican and meeting the Pope. And then bringing along that little shitbag, Alexander Soros, or as you like to call him, Baby Soros. Now, what in the world is Clinton up to by courting the attention of the Pope? And whatever he's got up his sleeve, do you think the Pope is going to fall for it? Thank you, Drew. Yes. Yes, I do. I think that this is a, a push— as we discussed on the show, to get the Vatican in in play and to fall in line with what the World Economic Forum, with what so many other globalist organizations are pushing for uh, across the board with with all of their their plans, this what if you want to call it the Great Reset, whatever you want to call it, but the the massive changes that are underway and that are coming for all of us wherever you might live. So I think that. Bill Clinton has some wasta. He's got some clout, so they send him over. You've got Soros, who, as as described on the show, is not Catholic. He's an atheist. He's a horrible human being, but he controls a lot of uh, of of where money's spent, how money's spent, who's who's at the table, who's not at the table. So he was there. I think this was kind of a a a negotiation of sorts without negotiating and saying, hey, here's the deal. Here's where we need you to fall in line. Here's where the world's going. Either you're going to be a part of it or you're not. And I do, the short answer, like I said at the beginning, I do think that he will he will go along with this because Pope Francis is very different than his predecessors and, and the church itself is very different than it used to be. Next question. Yes, Drew, Mr. X. Uh, like the one that yes, say Mr. X, that's, that's me. You talked about the cocaine in the White House throughout the week. They continue to distance themselves. Well, I'm here because I I had a question about the cocaine, about this this Biden administration who I was not allowed to talk about. Do you think that they will be brought to justice? No. Yeah. No, I don't. Again, I'm a little confused on why you're here. Um, This is this is the press corps. Uh, a room with with <laughs> supposed journalists. Uh, good to see you again. Thanks for doing that interview. I, I recommend maybe not coming out in open and in public as much. We we went to great lengths to to hide your identity. But but I, I don't think that they'll be brought to justice. There's new information that came out even at the end of the show today saying it was not a cubby. Right, remember it went from the library to some other place to a cubby in the general area where tourists might be. To now it's closer to the Situation Room. Look, again, based on security apparatus, uh, the, 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 the way that things are done at the White House, it had to be someone high-ranking and very likely a, a member of the first family to get cocaine through the checkpoints. 
I, I just don't see how anyone can make the claim that it's it's anyone but certainly there's there's always that rare possibility that something something gets gets through but 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 that's not a good solution or a good answer either either way there's a lot of mud on the face or, or i guess we could say cocaine on the face uh, of this administration right now let's go over here yes sir karen mule americans against truth do you really believe this baloney that president trump's case might be dismissed over doj misconduct something that sounds as hysterical as his presidency reminder he was impeached twice but honestly do you think that there is a chance that this could happen or is it just some other half-baked ultra mega conspiracy theory that's never going to come true i'd love to know your thoughts on the matter thank you i well first of all i'm not ultra mag i've never been described that way i would never describe myself that way i'm just someone who loves this country and and wants things to work the way that they're supposed to. I think the impeachments you referenced, which clearly you've got some some deep-seated uh, Trump derangement syndrome or anger issues, I think those are those are baloney. This is not a conspiracy that's thrown out there. I said I don't know that it's going to happen. I think it probably is not going to happen, meaning it's not going to be dismissed. But it it was brought forward by pundits and and specifically, or dis it's being discussed now by pundits and experts. But it was brought forward by the individual who is going to be the judge in this who was told they won't be the judge unless they can get not to to flip so i i don't see it i don't see it happening i think i got his name wrong but but unless they get that individual who's the code of you know the the, the the doing this case with trump to flip they're not gonna let it happen so i i don't know if it's gonna happen or not but i i know it's not a conspiracy theory it's a, it's a real possibility all right, guys. You've just right heard Drew Berquist. Catch the show weekdays on every major social media platform and on DrewBerquist.com.